friend, welcome to the Bold Heart Generation podcast, the podcast for believers, achievers, dreamers, and everyone who wants to win at the game of life. My name is Sharon, and every week I'll be bringing you tips and tools to inspire you to live your best life. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast this week and what a privilege it is to be here with you and to get to chat to you. So this week I've got another really good episode and I am going to talk about the problem of procrastination. So I am I consider myself a high achiever and so I'm very um I go, go, go. So I'm always working, always moving, always uh, doing something. However, sometimes you tend to find that your strength is also your weakness. So as much as I am a really massive achiever and I like to take action, I also tend to procrastinate. Now, I don't procrastinate about everything. There's just some things in life and some times in my life when I completely um, suffer from procrastination and don't want to get anything done. So what do you do on days when you've got zero motivation to get things done? Because let's be honest, guys, motivation doesn't last. And it's it's great. It's amazing. You know, it would be wonderful if we could be highly motivated every day to get things done. But that's not how it happens. That's not how life happens. There are days when you really have zero motivation and you just don't want to do anything. And so what do you do on days like this, though? And to be honest, guys, motivation alone is not enough anyway. And so you will need motivation. That's great. But you always, always need tactics and uh, strategy and action steps to achieve anything in life. And you will find that on days when you've got zero motivation, you will rely on your habits and you rely on your tactics and you will rely on your discipline in order to get things done. Now, if you have to have things done, for example, if you're a mother, you can't just lay on the couch for three days and not take care of um, your babies, not take care of yourself, not take care of your household and just, you know, just let things fall apart. There are times when you're in a situation where you don't have the luxury of not getting things done, that you don't have a choice, but you have to get things done. So on this podcast, I like to give practical examples and practical actionable steps because let's be honest, guys, things that are so woo and airy-fairy and just a bit uh, very theoretical, do you know what? They're kind of not very helpful if you cannot actually implement them. So that's why I am a very practical person. I like to give practical strategies in order to achieve things and in order to get things done. So what is the first step that you can do or the first step that you need to do if you're struggling with procrastination? Well, so I'm going to start by... um rephrasing it based on a Mark Twain quote and that statement says eat the frog now Mark Twain is like an older guy so the language in those days is probably not something we would use in today's um words so if I uh, was to translate it into um current layman's um speak I would 
say take the first step and what does taking the first step actually look like so for example if you need to go for a workout but you've been completely struggling with um getting it done and your mind's been trying to talk you out of it but you know that you need you need to get it done you know that you have to get this done because it's good for you because of how much energy you get after you've worked out because it's good for your health and all those things so the first step could look like putting on your workout clothes or it could look like taking your pre-workout shake so you take just the first small step and then once you get that small win, some days, guys, some days, it's all about those small wins. Once you get that small win, then you find that you actually end up taking the second step and then you end up taking the third step. And before you know it, you've actually done the task. You've actually completed what you need to do. And this is something that I use most of the time when I am procrastinating about doing something or getting a task done, getting um, writing done, writing blogs, uh, you know, a lot of things, even getting tasks done in the office. If there is a task that I'm kind of avoiding, I will just take the first step. Um, if I have lots of paperwork that I actually need to file or need to sort out, I would just a top, I'll just, just a top paper. I'll start with that one. And then before you know it, you've halfway finish the task and you know and you're feeling great you're feeling on top of the world because you've got that win so point number two is know what trips you up every single one of us when we're procrastinating there's always something that's triggered that or something that usually leads us into that mental state personally one of the times when I tend to procrastinate is actually when I'm really tired and run down. And that's usually more of um, emotional tiredness. So I am a, an introvert extrovert. And that means I love people as much as I love solitude. So a lot of the time, if I've spent so much time with people, helping people, talking to people, um, if I've spent a lot of my time with groups, and I've not had any time to myself, I actually start to, my motivation starts to fizzle. I have to have time to myself in order to like recharge and to um, center myself and get back to, you know, my normal running state. Um, The other thing is as well, like whenever we have a task that we, our brain does not think or our mind does not think is fun because our brains tend to associate things with fun. So things we think are fun, we usually want to do. If your brain thinks that something is not fun, it's not going to want to do it unless you have trained yourself in terms of discipline and you know how to override that thinking. So, what if you have those days when your brain or your mind is completely winning the game and it's convincing you that you, you it doesn't want to do this one particular activity? So the what you can do is trick your mind to find a fun part of that task. So it could be that maybe when you finish the task, you are going to uh, sit down and watch your favorite um, TV show. You are going to um, sit down for a glass of wine. So associate fun with the task that you need to get done. 
And um, I do this for when I maybe have to get blogs written. And once I've um, associated fun with writing, I naturally enjoy writing, but there are days when I just don't want to do it. It's sometimes it's human nature that even the things that you enjoy, there are days when you don't want to do them. So I have to uh, kind of reward myself. And I think, right, if you get that, re- if I can get that written, then I will maybe take a trip to the store or maybe um, go out for coffee and cake or something like that. So I tend to associate fun with the tasks that I need to get done. And step number three, you have to have a why that's greater than your current uh, problem. So you have to have a big reason for why you need to get that task done and that big why is what's going to help carry you when your brain is constantly shouting at you saying that you don't want to do it and this is not fun if you know that you want to go to the gym because you enjoy the levels of energy that you get from a workout because if you don't work out, if you don't move your body, you know that that does not give you energy. So you're not working at your maximum capacity. And if you your why is because you want to be extra productive and you want to be healthy and you wanna um you wanna serve your people well and you wanna be at your maximum capacity when it comes to performance. So that becomes your why. So on days when you are fighting that mental battle and you actually don't want to do it, you then have to um, override that by remembering your why and that will then drive you to get whatever it is you need to get done and get it finished. Uh, um, the other thing as well, guys, so the other step is you have to be intentional uh, about making choices. And what do I mean by being intentional? If there are things, if there are days when you find out that you're struggling with certain tasks, for example, or if you know that this is a particular task that you don't enjoy all the time, what you can do is live a life of intentionality around this task. For example, if you plan to go for a workout, you can always have your workout clothes ready and selected like the day before so if you need to go to the gym in the morning have your workout bag and your uh, workout clothes sorted and ready um the night before so before you go to bed so you're triggering your mind and your uh, brain to know that actually you basically are selecting this activity even before you get there. So when you wake up, uh, before you even go to bed, your brain knows that that's what's going to happen tomorrow. And that living a life of intentionality, sometimes people can think, oh, that's routine and it's not, you know, you sometimes need to break the routine, you know, you need spontaneity. Absolutely, that's right. But there are tasks in life that you cannot just be spontaneous about all the time if you want to win. You know, if you look at high-performing athletes, they are not uh, spontaneous about the what they do. If you look at people who are on top of their game, um, you know, whether that's in uh, uh, the financial sector, whether that's people like Oprah, whether that's um, every single person that performs on top of their game in their field, they are not spontaneous about their craft or about their life. Majority of their life is guided by 
routine and habits that they have set up in order to support them to reach their goals. So embrace um, being intentional and embrace a life of spontaneity and that will help you to um, beat procrastination. And the final point I've got for today is accountability. Now, this can be in in terms of having a partner that um, you're accountable to or a friend, or it can be uh, being accountable to yourself. And one of the keys to build self-confidence is to hold yourself accountable. So what do I mean by uh, this and what do I mean that you have to hold yourself accountable? Because at the end of the day, the most important person on the planet is you. And you have to realize that you cannot break promises, the most important person. Now, if this concept is a big jump for you and you think, yeah, that's a bit, that's a bit too much. So then have an imaginary important person in your life. So think of someone that's your hero and imagine if they um in your life basically um uh, my mentor one of my mentors terry seville she talks about um hearing john maxwell speak and basically john maxwell said that if he could come to someone's house and watch them 24 hours a day he could tell if that person is going to be successful or not so there are times when i actually imagine that john maxwell is with me now that's a bit that might sound a bit like off for you, but that knowing that you have got someone that's like, that's like um, looking up to you and looking up to see what you're doing and knowing that your life is not just yours. So the things that you do, they do not just affect you, they affect other people. And especially if you believe that you're here for a bigger purpose and if you believe that you're here for a reason and your decisions are actually affecting other people and other generations, and if you want to live a life of impact, then you have to take yourself seriously. Um, there's something I say all the time and I say it to myself whenever I have like self-doubt or whenever I'm um, not taking um, some of my dreams seriously. I talk to myself and I say to myself to have the courage to take myself seriously because if you cannot consider yourself important, guys, guess what? Other people are not they're not really going to consider you important. So if you are accountable to yourself and you know that you cannot break promises you made to yourself, you know, if John, if I knew that I was going to meet up with John and uh, John Maxwell and we're going to go to the gym together, I couldn't, certainly there is no way that I would be sat on my, um, on my sofa watching suits while John is at the gym waiting for me. That's like not going to happen. And if you start taking yourself seriously that way and you think, yeah, John is important, but so am I. I am quite an important person. And so you stop breaking promises to yourself. And once you start doing that and once you uh, your mind starts seeing that actually, you know, you don't break promises, you don't, if you, um, made a decision earlier that you're going to have a healthy meal today you're not just going to break promises just because uh you got invited to go to pizza hut or wherever and you're going to stick to it you know if you've made promises to yourself that you um 
going to go train. When I was doing marathon training or when I do marathon training, there are lots of times when I have to turn um, invitations to go for meals out because I am thinking, do you know what, my time or um, my life right now is focused on eating a certain way and running a certain mileage every day. So if I go out for food and not do that, it means that I am not going to hit my target and I'm far too important to not consider my, uh, my needs and wants over what the other person wants. Uh, now, do I do that all the time? Because no, that would be sad. I also need a social life. So you have to, you have to balance it and you have to know which seasons and which times to say no to other people and say yes to yourself and consider yourself more important. And then you also have to know which times to actually not be so self-absorbed and involve people in your life. So guys, I hope you found these tips very useful and Let me know which ones you apply and I hope you have a great week. I'll speak to you on the next episode.